house. And I uh, thank God every day that God gave me the strength to just do what I've been able to do. And I pray God's same strength over every person in this room that God will be able to do what he said he will do in your life. And he's no respecter of people. He just wants to gain your heart. Once he's got your heart, man, he can take you the distance. And I promise you, you'll look back many years from now and you'll think, thank God I did what I did. Praise the Lord. But before I get this service started, I have something very important to share. Elmer, right here, raise your hand, Elmer, is 95 years old today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, Pastor Matt, would you go back there? We're just going to pray over Elmer real quick. You can just go right to him. Any pastors, elders, uh, or any of our prayer partners, just lay your hands on Elmer. Extend your faith towards him. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for Elmer. I thank you that he's such an incredible man of God. I thank you for him being here 95 amazing years. And I thank you, Father God, that his latter will be greater than his former. And I thank you for giving him renewed strength, Father God. I thank you for every area of his life, Father God. And for his willingness, Father God, to live as a kingdom man all these 95 years. And I just thank you, Father God, for bringing him to this place in his life. And I thank you for many years to come. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. All God's people said, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Happy birthday, Elmer. Happy birthday, brother. 95, man. Praise the Lord. I'm going there. I'm going to 95. I'd like to get to about 101, praise the Lord. Break that triple number barrier, you know, and have about a year or a year and a half after that, just healthy. And praise the Lord. You want your life when you start to be born, start here, and you just kind of get better and better and better and better. And then it's going to tilt just a little bit, praise the Lord. If you've hit 50 yet, you praise the Lord. You know, it just, it, it just you get a little... A little down cycle there, but praise the Lord doesn't have to go down like this. It could just kind of go down a little bit like that, and then boom at the end, just let it go. You don't want to suffer needlessly, right, Elmer? You just want to be as healthy as you can. You want to be walking. You want to be talking. You want to be, you know, enjoying your life. And uh, God got a plan to get you there. I promise you that. So uh, anyway, uh, reach out to Pastor Barb this week on Facebook. Tell her you love her and I uh, missed her this morning. But I've got an incredible message this morning, not because I'm incredible, but because God is incredible. And it's called Unstoppable. Do you know that you're unstoppable? Completely, utterly unstoppable. Unstoppable. Nothing can stop you except you. You can stop you. But listen, in the finished work of Christ, he's got the plan already worked out. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He knows it all. He's the author and the finisher of, oh, your faith, not his faith. Praise the Lord. So there's something you've got to do you to operate in what I'm going to be talking to you about this morning, that you are an unstoppable force. Unstoppable. And the moment you can grab a hold of that is the moment that you stop walking as the world would walk and you start walking as a man or a woman of God would walk with kingdom dynamics where God is always preceding you everywhere you go. Everything that you put your hands to prospers. Every place that you put your feet is blessed of God. And God's will, God's word, the kingdom of God, that atmosphere that gets created out of your faith begins to change the way things are on the outside from the way things are on the inside. All of a sudden, the stuff that's in here starts spilling out out there. And all of a sudden, everything starts to change in your world. You think, oh, Pastor Paul, you don't understand where I'm at. But Jesus does. I know things go bump in the night. If you think I'm standing up here and I have no problems, I have no circumstances, man, you don't know me very well. But what I do know is, is greater is he that's in me than the devil that's out there. And the moment I can grab a hold of that, I can begin to use my faith to overpower any situation. I know every person in this room, you're, you're at a place in something, somewhere in your life that you think, man, I wish this was better, but you know this is the way things are. But you know that's how the world system is. I'm talking about, I'm going to talk to you about something this morning that goes way beyond all of that. You see, the church should be the light to the world. Not the government, not the economy, not the world system, none of those things. All of those things should be submitted 
And I'm going to go deep into this today. And I'm going to push some of your buttons this morning because God wants to wake us up. He wants to wake you up. You're not just here to go to church. You're not just here to do good stuff. You're not here to just suffer and all of that kind of thing. No, you are here for a purpose. Everybody say, I'm here for a purpose. You are here for a purpose. And the thing that I know about a purpose is that once you know the purpose or the desires of your heart, right, the way I would like to see things go in my life, the moment you can become aware of that is the moment you can start to use your faith to obtain those things. And I'm going to show you how this morning. But you can use your faith to obtain those things and you can begin to do the things that would be necessary so that you, as you have faith, you also have the corresponding actions to support it. Okay? And you think, okay, well, that's all on me. Well, that's just the beginning. You're setting up a supernatural atmosphere for things to begin to change. Nothing missing, nothing broken. We, we're coming out of a year of preparation. This, you, if you've been at this church for, for the last 12 months, we've been talking to you about you are in the year of preparation. And I'm telling you, things are about to become 2020 in 2020. I'm telling you about the Spirit of God. And I'm going to open with a scripture here. Uh, well, let's just do it right now found in Isaiah 54 and verse 17. It says, but in that coming day, how many people know when you're preparing for something, there's a coming day that you're preparing for? Okay. Hear this by the spirit of the Lord. But in that coming day, no weapon formed against you will succeed. No weapon. Nothing. Nada. I'm prepared. I've prepared myself for what God is about to do in my life. And that day is coming. Everybody say it's coming. It says you will silence every voice raised up against you. How many people? Get, well, don't raise your hands, but praise the Lord. How many people? Well, I mean, just not everybody agrees with what you think you should be doing. Huh? Is it just me? I don't think so. It's okay. Because God will silence their voice. It doesn't mean that they won't say what they're going to say. It means that it's going to fall on deaf ears. It ain't going to carry any authority anymore. And it says these benefits, praise the Lord. Who wants the Lord's benefits? I want the Lord's benefits. Are enjoyed by the servants, how many servants in the house this morning, of the Lord. It says, their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the time. I'm telling you, we got about another, what, six, uh, let's see, eight, maybe ten weeks left in this year. Ten years of, or ten weeks of preparation. You think, oh, I, you know, I haven't really stepped up, and you know, I did it for a little while, and then I didn't do it for a little while, and all that. Listen, you got ten weeks. Redemption's still yours. Go out and grab it right now. Get up in the morning. Set your alarm clock a little bit earlier. Start to get in the presence of God. Start to say, you know what? I didn't do what I should have done when I should have done it. But praise the Lord, I'm going to do it now. Now's the only moment you ever have. And if you're not careful, you'll let your past dictate what your future is going to be or what you're going to do right now. There's people in this room, 10 years ago something happened to you and you're still living from that place. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's going to hold you where you're at. Jesus says, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. If you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, cast it off. Begin to walk in Christ. And you say, well, I don't know what that means, Pastor Paul. It means that not only is he your Savior, but you make him your Lord. I know almost everybody in this room, and I know that you've made Jesus your Savior. But what I'm going to talk to you about this morning is making Him Lord of your life. It's a difference. I make Him the Lord and the Savior of my life. I'm not just here to get to heaven someday and suffer a, a, a mediocre life here. No, I've made Him the Lord and the Savior. Lord meaning, listen, God says stop, I stop. God says go, I go. God says go left, I go left. God says right, I go right. God says move forward, move forward. God says step back, step back. 
What I'm telling you this morning is when you grab a hold of what I'm talking about this morning and you'll submit every little thing you're going to do in that day and the motivations that you're doing them through and you'll submit those to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you're operating now in a completely different dynamic. You're not operating in the atmosphere of the supernatural which overrides or supersedes the natural. Do you know that a man of God prayed to stop the sun and the sun stopped do you know that 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 there's been miracle after miracle after you know someone slapped water and the waters parted and people walked through do you know that happened well god wants to do the same thing for you god wants you to know that no matter what you're facing no matter how difficult it is that he wants you to let go of your past and he wants to embrace the only moment you will ever have which is right here right now operating in faith by faith doing what god's called me to do under the lordship of jesus christ well i don't want to do that i don't want to call my auntie and tell her i forgave her and you know you've been convicted by the holy spirit to do it I don't want to tell my boss, no, I don't want to do that. Because you know you're convicted by it. You see, when you're not living in the supernatural like I'm talking about, you, you'll, you'll tune out that still small voice. You'll tune out the conviction of God. And I'm not here to talk to you this morning about your smoking and your cussing and your carousing. Just knock that stuff off. Okay? I'm talking about a whole nother level, of, a whole nother place that you can go in Christ and say, you know what? Praise the Lord over my life. And I hear the voice of God. I, I know when he speaks. I am no longer going to resist the conviction of God in my life, even though it seems like something that has nothing to do with what I want. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, your circumstances don't have as much influence as He does. Everything is now subject to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Not just my life, but every li everything that I touch. Everywhere that I go. And if you begin to start your days like that, if you'll start to develop the awareness of when the problems are becoming greater than God, it happens to me. I, listen. I, I'm, I'm preaching to myself this morning. Problems can really be distracting, can't they? They can really have a negative influence on your life. But what I'm telling you is, is there comes a point when you can, you can say, you know what, that does not fit. Th this just does not fit anymore. I've done everything I know to do. I, you know, I, I, I just don't know. You ever been to a place you just don't know what to do anymore? It's an awesome place to be. You say, oh, no, that's terrible, Pastor Paul. It's so horrible. My goodness, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Listen, it's a great place to be. You know why? Because in that moment, you could say, I've done everything I know to do, and nothing's moving, and I give this to you, God. You don't say it passively. It's not, oh, you know, I'll just give it to God. No, no, you, you give it to God. And you begin to watch how God will use that. Pastor Matt did a, a message uh, a couple weeks ago on a Wednesday night. You should really get on there and listen. But after the service, I went to him and I said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. And he said, well, all right, yeah, praise the Lord. You know, all these other people are doing stuff too. I said, no, I'm telling you I'm going to go do something. And did I do it? I went and did it. Not only did I do it, but the opportunity that first presented itself was not God's will for my life was not. And I was like, my heart was like, yeah, oh my gosh, I was drooling. And, you know, I was like, yes, that's for me. And I'm telling you, God closed that door so quick, it was just unbelievable. And I sat there in my somberness and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, you know, how could anybody do this to a human being? And, you know, oh, woe's me. And, oh God, you know. And the, the end of the day, I thought, well, you know what? God, I, I just give it to you. I don't care anymore. I don't care. And the moment I did that, 
just the most miraculous thing happens. The guy calls me out. I call the guy, and we just hit it off immensely. And he said, I'm going to make sure this happens for you. And I thought this was another scam. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, okay, buddy. You know, I, I've been down this road before. But I'm telling you, as God is my witness, that guy honored his word all the way through this whole thing. Not only did I get the desire of my heart, but God gave me twice as much. Didn't cost me a thing. God wants to do the same thing for you. It's not enough to just go out and try to get something and then you didn't get it and then quit and give up. I made a commitment with my accountability brother that I was going to do something. And I was going to make sure that God was involved. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. It says three different times, I begged the Lord to take it away from me. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best when you're at your weakest state. It says, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ can work through me. So it can work through you. It's not about how weak you are. It's not about how strong you are. It's about the finished work of Christ that's there. If you'll give Him a chance and say, Man, I feel like I'm down in the dumps here today. But praise the Lord, I'm going to give this thing over to you because you know how to handle these things. And the power of Christ will work through you. It's a signed and sealed document called the Word of God. It's signed in blood that I promise, I, Christ, promise to ensure that everything written in this book is yours to have. On your best day, on your worst day, and on every day in between. It says, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, troubles, blah, 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 blah. All those things that could replace the lordship of my life. Now this problem is the lord of my life. I'm a puppet now that has to serve this thing. And you know what? I can't cut the strings. Yes, you can. Cut the strings. Cut the strings. Cut all the attachments to that thing away. And allow God to do this says, for when I am weak, oh man, I am strong. I am strong. Galatians 2.20 My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer me who's living, but the Christ who lives within me. The same power that raised him from the dead is on the inside of you. It says, so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself fully for me. You see, you don't have just a little investment here. You have the omnipotence of God through Christ that now lives and abides on the inside of you. But if you're not careful, you won't allow the Lordship of Christ to direct you. You'll get caught up in your circumstances, your emotions, your thoughts, the way you think things should be. 20 years ago, what happened to you? Whatever it is, you're going to get caught up in all the problems and you ain't going to be able to fight your way out of a wet paper sack. But if you'll follow what the Word of God says over your life, I promise you, you are unstoppable. Unstoppable. But it doesn't just happen for the sake of happening. It happens because you choose to say, God, I make you the Lord of my life. I will do whatever you ask me to do. You tell me to move and I'll move. You tell me to stop and I'll stop. You tell me to do whatever it is that you need. I don't just give you my life. I give you everything in my life. And out of that comes every place that I place my feet is blessed of God. Out of that comes everything I put my hands to is blessed of God and prospers. That's where it all comes from. And now you're no longer operating in a worldly system. You're operating in a, in a supernatural kingdom dynamic. You're changing the atmosphere of the earth in accordance with Jesus' prayer that he told us to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I am now a man of God. I am now a woman of God. That is settled. That is finished. That is over. No longer what I used to be. Praise the Lord. I can become better. You can become better. 
This isn't about getting from A to Z or climbing some kind of ladder. It's really much simpler than that. It's Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. And every time I think I should do something contrary to that, I will stop myself. I will prevent it from happening. Because you know what? No matter what I could lose in this world, if I lose something in Christ, I'm not just losing something that's temporary. I'm losing something that's eternal. And God wants us to focus on these eternal things. God wants us to listen to Him. God wants us to be convicted by Him. And you know what? In the moment that you find yourself in that weak place, you just remind yourself, just remind yourself, I can do, in accordance with Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength I need to possess it. This isn't about stuff. Stuff is great. It's wonderful. You can enjoy yourself with stuff. But I promise you, no matter how much stuff you get, no matter how much money you get, it's not about the money. It's not about the stuff. It's about operating in a kingdom dynamic because God may require that stuff from you. Is it His or is it yours? I'm talking about both the stuff and your life in Christ. Whose life are you living? Because I got to tell you, humans operate from a sinful nature. But Christ operates from a sinless nature. And when you get that, it's like, oh my God, I finally get that scripture. It's no longer me. That's right. I did this stupid thing like five minutes ago and it was really dumb and stupid. And I did it. And then like, wow, wow. And yet I have Christ in my life. I don't have to go back to, to go. You know, it's not the sorry game. And then you, you have to go all the way back to the beginning again. Start all over again. You just keep moving forward. You keep moving forward. You learn. You ask for forgiveness from God. You say, God, I'm so sorry I did that thing. Man, I know I've done it before. I don't want to do it. I don't like it. I, you know, whatever it is, just I'm sorry, God. But don't, don't crawl naked through glass. Don't, don't, don't take on the scars that Christ took upon His body because of what you did. It's not your fault that you have a sinful nature. You've got to understand that Christ has made a way where there seems to be no way. Where like that sinful nature is no longer in control. It's now Christ in control of my life, even though there's sins happening under the surface. What's greater? Listen to me this morning. What is greater in your life? The circumstances or the sins that you commit or the Lordship of Jesus Christ? He's there. You are an unstoppable force in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, but thank God. Everybody say, I thank God. I thank God. No, I, I thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's something riding over you. You're like in a, you're, you're the bubble boy, praise the Lord. I don't know. But you've got a different atmosphere now. You're protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is no license to sin. When you hear the voice of God, you obey, right? We're talking about the Lordship of Christ in your life. When you're convicted, you stop. When you're depressed, you give it to God. You see what I'm saying? And you begin to continue to do what He's called you to do. I promise you, if you'll just do that as an act of faith with corresponding action in any direction in which you'd want to go, God will honor it. God will honor it. He will. Luke 10, 18 through 20, it says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to Him, the Lord, even the demons obey us when we use Your name. He said, yes, He told them. I saw, you got to remember, Jesus was in heaven when this happened. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given who? You authority over all the power of the enemy. Over some of the power? No, over all the power of the enemy. 
And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and all those mean people out there that want to tell you that you don't know anything or whatever. And you can crush them. Nothing by any means can injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Your name is registered in heaven. Therefore, he has empowered you or endued you with power over the enemy. I mean, send legions of devils. Send them all. And I'm telling you, the power that lives inside of you is greater than all their combined power. And you don't have to worry about the influence of the devil in your life. And you're like, well, what about spiritual warfare and all that? You've already won. You have already won. And if you don't get that, then, listen to me, then the spiritual warfare becomes the lordship over your life rather than the finished work of Jesus Christ. You don't want to operate from that place. You have the power of God on the inside of you because your name has been written in the blood of Jesus in the Lamb's book of life. Period. When we start adding to my life plus something else other than Christ, you're making a big mistake. You're just making a big mistake. So many of us have, are convoluting what the gospel really is. But it's me and Christ. That's what the gospel is. And once I have the gospel, I can share it with others. Then it's them in Christ. And when we start adding other things to this, of all of our works and our deeds and our thises and our thats and the therefores and the thyfores and all of this stuff, it gets confusing, it gets convoluted, and all of a sudden we no longer have the gospel anymore. We've got something else that's now taken the lordship over our lives called religion. And that religious spirit is going to, I mean, it's going to, wreak havoc in your life. You like, well, what are you talking about, Pastor Paul? This is a church. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about church in a religious sense. I'm talking about church in a supernatural sense, a free sense. It's all about Jesus Christ and what he's done for you and how he's given you the power and the authority in your life. I mean to do whatever it is that he's called you to do. John 14, 12 through 14. It says, I tell you the truth, anyone, do I have an anyone in this room? Praise the Lord. That's, that's you. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done. This is Jesus talking, by the way. These are red letters, okay? It says, and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You are going to do or are empowered to do greater things than Jesus did on the earth. He fed 5,000 people with a few fishes and loaves. He raised Lazarus from the dead. I'm telling you, and I hope you can wake up to this this morning, there is such a great power on the inside of you, and you are completely unstoppable. Completely. Genesis 1, 26-28. In Christianity, what you have to understand is that Jesus was the second Adam. His, his, his objective was to restore what God had created in Adam. Were we all in agreement in a Christian place like this? So let's see what God made Adam to be. It says, Then he said, Let us make human beings in our image to be just like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, the livestock, the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them, and God blessed them. God blessed them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and all the animals that scurry on the ground. You have dominion, you have power, you have authority, and you have abundance. 
If it's God's vision for your life and you're willing to get up and grow that spiritual spine and get out there and actually do it, I'm telling you, His vision will always come with His heavenly provision in your life to see it through. It's not about how great you are. It's about how great He is through you. And this is what it means to walk in the kingdom of God. So God created man that way. But what you have to understand is, is man made a choice. Man chose to use something or make a choice to go and eat of that tree, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And it was a choice. He had the choice to be obedient to God under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and walk in that every day of his life, enjoy everything, enjoy the blessing, enjoy the favor, enjoy everything that God made, or he could go over and have a snack over here and get distracted from the purposes of God and lose it all. And lose it all. That same choice exists in this moment today. You can choose to walk in the favor and the blessing and the increase and the kingdom of God in your life every day of your life. And you can, or you could continue to say, you know what, well, the things are the way they are and they are that way and that's the way it is. No, that's not the way things are in the kingdom. Lazarus, to my point, was dead. The man was dead for two or three days. At that point, you start to decompose a little bit. If you understand a little bit about biology, you start to stink a little bit. There ain't no coming back from that. But yet, Christ, when he called him forth, he came alive. Yeah. So there's nothing that is impossible to those who believe. Nothing. Ephesians 4, 27, 30 says, Don't give a place to the devil in your life. Don't do it. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needs. So what this is saying is, don't let the devil stop you from doing what God's told you to do. Because if you'll just do what God told you to do, you'll have enough for yourself and you have enough for everybody else as well. But if you just get so caught up in the problems associated with what God's told you to do, you're still chained. You're still bound. You're still, you're, you're, you're trying to do something in your own strength. But you don't have the strength to do what God, only Christ can do through you. Otherwise, we'd have no need for Christ. Yes, I appreciate the fact that I can be saved. But I, I, I really start to appreciate the Lordship of Jesus in my life. He can create things. He can do things. You could work a hundred lifetimes and never accomplish what God has already finished in you. But if you never reset your, your mindset, you never reset, okay, well, I've, I've done this, and, and now I'm ready to go again. So many of you are so afraid to take the next risk for fear of losing it all. It's not yours to begin with. Get in the kingdom. Get out of the world. Get out of that kind of thinking. And really get into faith, not just for a minute, not just to get something from God, not just to get from this space to this space, but I'm talking about go the distance in faith in your life. Develop the fear of God in your life. I promise you, the moment you start to pick up the pieces of your life and say, this is what God is convicting me to do, and you start to act on those things, yes, the devil's going to come and knock on your door, but don't give him any place. Don't give him any place. Jesus is the Lord of my life. I don't know how I'm going to get through this thing, but God does. And you know what? You're going to walk on through that door, and you're going to find out there's about a thousand other doors to walk on through. And you can pick and choose the ones you want. God will lead you to those places in your life. But you know what? If you never set the meaning of your life, hear this by the Spirit of God, someone or something else will. You've got to set it. You got to say, you know what? I'm a, I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. I can hear the voice of God. Man, I, I, I'm going to feel the conviction of God again in my life. I'm tired of just going through life. I'm trying to just, just trying to do things through the natural way. I'm going to hear the voice of God. Some of you need to reset your alarm clocks. You got to get up about a half hour earlier than you are. 
Get in the presence of God again. Get hungry again for the things of God. I promise you, he's got more than enough. More than enough. And when you have more than enough, he's got more than enough above that and beyond that. The things, again, that you can't work to get, but that only God could give you. He can give it to you in a moment's time, and he wants to do it in your life. Mark 16, 15 through 20, he told them, Go into all the world, preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs, hear this, will accompany those who believe. This is you. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and they can drink anything poisonous, and it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. And the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them. He was taken up into heaven, sat down, at, which means a finished work, in the place of honor at God's right hand, which, by the way, the Father was at, at rest as well. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they what they said by many miraculous signs. You can operate in this dynamic. And it's not just about laying hands on the sick and recovering. It's everything in your life. Everything I put these hands to is blessed of God. Everything that I touch will be blessed of God. And when you can get that, you're operating in a completely different dynamic. You could be looking at your finances and saying, Honey, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to make it. You could be looking at buying a house and, Oh, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how it can happen. You may be looking at your business and you may be thinking, I don't know how in the world we're going to get over this hump. You could be looking at your marriage and going, It's over. I don't know what else to do. It's already happened. It's, it, it's just so broken. You know, you could be looking at people who are not saved and you're family and go, oh, it's just the way it's going to be. You know, they'll never come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You could backslide and you could walk away from God and you could, you could beat yourself up all the rest of your days for doing it and never come back to Christ. You could do all that stuff. You could declare all that over your life, but you could also declare, you know what? I am here for a purpose. God knows who I am. God knows me by my name. He's written my name in the Lamb's book of life. He's given me authority over the enemy of our, every circumstance in my life. Right now, today, I'm going to draw my line in the sand and I'm going to say I'm no longer going to operate the way I've been operating. I'm going to begin to operate by the Spirit of God in my life. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to give up this time. I'm not going to quit. He'll do it. He'll do it. In fact, He'll not only do it, I know it's already done. It's already done. Your flesh is going to throw a fit. Your flesh is going to throw a fit. But you're not going to operate in the flesh any longer. You're not going to allow yourself to just do what everybody else is doing. Some of you in this room need to know this. That that thing that failed... God wants you to know you didn't fail. It failed. You're unstoppable. The presence of God is so strong on your life. But you've got to acknowledge it once again. You've got to acknowledge the Lordship of God in your life again. And you've got to know that He is not done with you. He is just beginning with you. And you know what the beautiful thing about God is? Is redemption. You could have been, I mean, going down the wrong road, complaining for the last 10 years about what happened to you. But I'm telling you today, redemption draweth nigh. Redemption can bring everything that was missing and broken and that you wasted time on for the last 10 years. We've all been there. You ever done something in the past and it kind of held you back a little bit? But you know what? Redemption brings it right up to current again. That's how quickly redemption works. And when you can grab a hold of that, I'm telling you, that's the moment that God can really start to have an influence on your life. There are so many scriptures in the Word of God that the church is just not grabbing a hold of. They're being presented, but they're not being grabbed a hold of. And what you've got to understand is, is you've got to get beyond the way you're seeing things. 
if I know anything about everything, is that everything is subject to change. And in fact, everything is changing. And if you don't keep up with those changes by the conviction and the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you're going to get left behind. And you're going to wonder, where are you, God? I can almost hear that echoing in my head. For many of you this morning, you've said, God, where are you? But I want to remind you, in the Word of God, after Adam and Eve sinned, God came to the garden, and what was his question for them? Where are you? Where are you? Just hear that so clear this morning. Where are you? Where are you? I want to be the Lord of your life. I want to bless you in every possible way. I want to help you overcome your flesh. I want to help you overcome your circumstances. But if you don't make me the Lord of my life and your problems continue to be the Lord of your life, I have no way of helping you. I'm here. You ask, where am I? And God says, I'm here. And he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am in you and you are in me. And there is an inseparable bond that has been created. But I want to draw you nigh to me so that I can begin to give you the things that I sent my only begotten son to give you, which is a full life. 1 John 2, 18 through 22. Dear children, the last hour is here. And I, you know, I, I know many people have said that, but I tell you, the world and the direction it's going, I'm telling you, we have got to be in the last hour here. And I, I, I get it. There's been many other bad circumstances in the world with Babylon and all kinds of other things. And God had to wipe out everything with the flood and how bad all that was. But... I'm just telling you, dear children, the last hour is here. It says, you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. And already as many, as many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that our last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. And listen, you could say right now, it's like, Pastor Paul, I know I'm not living the way you're talking about. I know I'm allowing these circumstances to you know, be the Lord of my life. And I, I know i got to make that change. And so I'm afraid that I'm going to be disqualified and I'm not belonging with us. But I'm telling you this morning, you can belong. And it's not about the salvation. You're saved. You're going to go to heaven. But God wants you to belong with us right here, right now. He wants you to have all the things that he made you possess in your life. But he's also telling you, if you want to belong, you got to jump in. you got the Lord of life so that he can give you all the things that you have you can be influenced in the it says they it proved that they did not belong with us but you say I am not like that let's say that church I am not like that I'm not going to be like that for the Holy One has given you his spirit and all of you know the truth you say, I don't know, Pastor Paul. You know, sometimes I have a hard time reading the Bible. Listen, the truth is what made you. Jesus is the truth. He is the Word of God. And it lives and abides inside of you. It's there. You just got to tune your ear into it. And God will give you everything you need to know about the truth. It says, so I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between the truth and the lies. The world system and God's system. And who is a liar? Anyone who says Jesus is not the Christ. It's going to be hard to swallow. Everybody want a gospel this morning? I'll tell you, you, you got to catch this this morning. You may never say, I don't believe in Christ. You may never say that in your life and hope to God you don't. But do you believe him all the time? Do you believe Him all the time? When your circumstances come up, do you still believe Him when they're there? 
because it's the lordship of Christ. An antichrist spirit, we're all thinking it's going to be some mean, evil person coming. No, it says that the antichrist is already here. It's already, anything that opposes Christ, including this guy, and there's areas of my life I know I oppose Christ. When I'm talking about his will for my life, his supreme lordship in my life. And I just want to encourage you, find in your life where there are things that the Holy Spirit is convicting you about and say, you know what, I don't know that I believe, and it's okay to be there because it's true, I don't know that I believe Christ for that. I don't know that I believe him for that. I, I, in my heart of hearts, like, I don't know how that could happen. Give it to God. In that moment that you come to that realization, you say, you know what? Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I, I can believe for that. And what I'm telling you is the moment you give it over to God, and you hand it to Him. And I don't mean just passively. I mean you really look at your life. And you look at the areas that are not going the way you know God wants them to go. Whatever's missing. Whatever's broken in your life. And you begin to look at those things and ask yourself. And get convicted on these things to say, do I believe God could do that for my life? It's not even do I believe God could. Is do I believe God is doing that in my life? Do I believe that I'm coming out of the other side? Do I believe that I am unstoppable in Christ to obtaining the things that God has planted the desires of my heart to go and get? And I promise you, God, just like God met you on the day you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, God will meet you on that day too. Today is your day of salvation. Salvation from what? Whatever's missing or broken. Where haven't I made Jesus the Lord of my life fully? And be willing to give it over to him. Men, we're fixers. We want to fix everything. I mean, our wife tells us a problem. We've already got a solution. Praise the Lord. She isn't even done telling you what it is. She's like, I don't want a solution. I want to sit down and talk with you. You don't have to fix everything. You just have to make Jesus the Lord of your life in every area of your life. And fully give those things over to Him. And be willing to allow your flesh to feel like it's ripping off your bones. But if you'll stay in faith, if you'll fight the good fight of faith, I promise you God will meet you every step of the way. I promise you once you're through this situation, the way I'm talking about this morning, You'll look back on this a year from now and you'll say, I was so immature about how I handled that situation. But praise the Lord, I can see that now. There's a separation now between the way things were and the way God has corrected them and made them to be in this moment. And God wants to do that in every one of your lives nothing missing, nothing broken, 2020 in 2020. You are going to see so many supernatural things that are going to happen in your life as you continue to walk by the Spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of your flesh. And I'm telling you, for the first time in many of your lives, you are going to feel and experience the true fear of God. When, when, when you start stepping out by faith, the way I'm talking about this morning, you start doing that, you are going to be on your face before God every day. You are going to be looking for scriptures every day. You are going to be, I mean, almost afraid to go left or right because you haven't heard yet the next move from God. And you will become so in tune with who you are in Christ that it will no longer be you. It will be the Christ in operation in your life. And I'm telling you, just keep it simple, though. Keep it simple. It's you and Christ. 
making him the Lord of your life and knowing if there's anything in my life that's missing or broken, I can give it over to God and he will take it and he will apply his incredible anointing to break every yoke of bondage off of your life as it pertains to any of those things. This isn't a name it and a claim it thing. This is a walk. This is not just about, like I said, from getting point A to point B. This is going the distance with Christ. Lordship over my life. I will never allow myself to go outside the boundaries of the will of God in my life ever again. And you will still fall short, even though you don't even know you're falling short. But God's grace will cover the rest. All he wants is your heart. All he wants you to do is make him the Lord of your life. The Lord of everything in your life and to become an influence and a light to this world. Everybody bow your heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you. You are so awesome in this place. God, we just give you the, 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 all of the, the love we can give because you first gave the love to us, Father. And we thank you, Father God, that love never fails. And the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And I just thank you, Father God, that we are all the temple of the Holy Spirit. And may we be a host, Father God, of only that which is you, Father God. Drive out the darkness. Drive in the light, Father God. And we thank you for sweeping these temples so clean that they sparkle on the inside. Thank you, Father God, for your conviction. Thank you for the power to overpower all the works of the enemy. He is a defeated foe. And I thank you, Father God, for allowing us to walk in these kingdom dynamics, these supernatural dynamics that override and supersede all of the world system. Father God, I thank you that you go before us, Father God. It's your favor, your blessing, your increase. You've given us dominion, power, authority, and abundance, Father God. That whatever we say in your name, Father God, that shall it become. Thank you for your presence in this service today. Thank you for touching every heart in this place today. Bring conviction into our lives once again, Father God, to really trust you once again, to hunger and thirst for those things, Father God, that you're calling us to. Some of you need to get your hearts right with God this morning. I want you to stand. Go ahead and stand up. Stand up this morning. Go ahead and close your eyes. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer right now, the sinner's prayer. It's your opportunity to come back to Christ. It's your opportunity to receive Christ, which is the beginning of the rest of your life. Say this prayer together with me this morning. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, Come live inside of me. Reveal your purpose to me. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name we pray.